Welcome to the Sisterhood of Secrets, where we explore the world of weird. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sisterhood of Secrets. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Taylor. And I apologize for my voice. I am nursing a small cold. You sound exactly the same. No, every, occasionally I sound like I'm going through puberty again. It's really great. You do that all the time. It's not true. Everybody does it. You can't help it. Also, I have so many boogers. Okay. That's a new That's thing. That's what they needed to know. Thank you. <laughs> That's what the sorry, listeners Sorry, listeners. Sorry, I'm just letting you know what's going on over Stephanie's here. Stephanie's got too many bats in the cave. Thanks <laughs> for tuning in. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> um. Anyways, this week, um, I wanted to stick with a... Uh, I don't know why, but I had this sudden urge to be like, this is Taylor again. <laughs> That's fine. You can let them know it's you again, girl. I got like, Taylor. Um, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I'm the problem. It's true. Um, but I wanted to stick with like a, the water theme from last week. You know, we talked about merpeoples. Mm-hmm. We did. Which was super fun. Um, yeah, go on there and vote. Do you want to see a topless mermaid or do you want to meet one of those really creepy, cool, what are they? Sirens. I almost said serpents. What? Say siren serpents. Siren serpents. Thank <laughs> you for laughing. Sorry. You um, say it. Siren serpents. Okay, there you Listen, go. I know mine's much worse, but thank you. Just watching it come out of your mouth was funny. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just wanted to stick with the water theme. So this week we're going to talk about Loch Ness, which was, dude, I'm telling you, I need to play the lottery or something because every time I pick a topic, mm-hmm. something's happening in the world. It goes big. So this weekend they were doing a. Uh, Hold it to the end, ma'am. No, it's just relevant in the news. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to share the deets. No. Okay. It became very relevant and popular again. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't even talk. I'm sorry. I just get excited. Is it? Are you not hot? No, I'm not, actually. I'm wearing (laughs) wool socks in the house, and it's 107 degrees outside. I'm sweating. It's very dry. That foot was, like, ashy. (laughs) I can't reach down there to put lotion on. Oh, my gosh. All right. So let's get into it. So we we chose Loch Ness, and I thought it was important to talk about the area that is Loch Ness and the culture and the community of Loch Ness. It's an actual community? Well, the place where people lived. I thought it was just like... The loch is like the the water. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk about the people that lived around I thought it. you were saying like the, the town was Loch Ness. I was like, uh, no, you're wrong. I am. That would be wrong. <laughs> So, in Scottish folklore, bodies of water are usually, like, associated with some type of large aquatic creature, okay? And they're usually deadly. And this can be probably because, you know, lots of people drowned and maybe people weren't proficient swimmers. I'm not really sure why water was so dangerous in this time period, but it really was. And I don't know if it's because people, the ships weren't very sturdy and people just, you know, drowned that way. I don't don't know. But they were very suspicious of large bodies of water. So I'm going to give you a couple of monsters that are pretty prevalent in the Highland folklore. Why are you laughing? Have you just imagined? Like you're like living back then. Yeah. You're already having to shit in the woods or like a bucket or something. Yeah. You've got dysentery over the weekend. Everybody's always dying. And you're just like, man, that body of water over there. You better watch fucking suspicious. Really? They're very suspicious of large bodies of water. Walking around, giving it a side eye. Yeah. Sarate. All right, uh, so, so cough yourself. 
Because you're excited about Loch Ness. So silkies are one of the things that um, they, we, I think we might have mentioned this in our mermaids episode, but silkies are kind of like mermaids, but they're actually shapeshifters. So they were shapeshifting seals and they were found around the northern and western isles. These creatures could like slip off their skin. Okay, their seal skin, and they would transform into beautiful people, men, women, whatever. People who met them in human form, they'd fall madly in love, of course. Like the typical, the typical story, you know? We auto, like, we had no Listen, all, all the people in the village were busted. These people come out of the water, and they're just looking glorious. How busted you gotta be to instantly Well, they've got the pock marks, and I don't know, maybe they're balding. <laughs> they have like lice. People. You like bald people. Well, I'm just saying, like, they have lice. Everyone had lice. <laughs> Not these silkies. They didn't have the lice. Do you ever think that maybe they were like, man, these guys are so disgusting. Yeah. I totally Our food think that. is disgusting. Yes. Well, they didn't actually eat people. They were, they were kind of nice. So they would fall in love with these humans. They'd stay with them. But there's lots of stories of like their spouses stealing their skin. Like they keep this as like their, it's like a piece of them, you know, but they take it on and off. And if they put it on, they return back to the water. And they say that their offspring between a silky and a human had webbed hands and feet and um, could swim well, but they didn't, they didn't have that shedding of the skin. They didn't have the option to take off the, the feet. Right. They just had the webbed hands and feet. So, um, yeah. And lots of the stories, like their spouses will hide their skin and it causes a silky to like, you know, be depressed and like be sad and possibly like, you know. You know, not want to be here anymore. <laughs> so, um, or they'll like attack their spouse and steal their skin and never return. Things like that. Why are you stealing his skin? I don't know. I guess just so keep it, it capped. Yeah. So That's they wouldn't leave love. you. No. That's ownership. It's very toxic. Again, let's, let's keep going. So this one, I love this one. Kelpies. Have you heard of a Kelpie? I have. Aren't they so cool? I mean... I guess. Yeah. So Kelpies, they're like these beautiful water horse type things. They're like super fierce and they're extremely dangerous. Okay. Yeah. They're so cool. Extremely dangerous. Yes. They were water spirits and they were known to like prey on unsuspecting travelers who were trying to cross a river or get some water for their own horse or, you know, whatever. Take a bath. It is what it is. So you might, if you go too close to the river and they see you, they're going to exit the water and they turn into like this beautiful, tamed, white horse with a flowing mane. You would be dead in a minute. Oh, yeah. And they encourage the person to like pet them. They're like parading around, yeah. being very kind. You take no encouragement. <laughs> you would just be like, horse, <laughs> I want to touch it. And they like, you know, lean down, encourage them to ride them. But once the person is seated on their back, it's like they're their magical hide grips the person and that person can't get off of the horse and they dive back into the water where they're drowned and the kelpies eat them delicious yeah so that's one of another scottish uh creature and then we have the morag i think that's how you pronounce it i'm really sure but this one is kind of different it's it's like this monster that was like a mermaid type creature, but sometimes it's like a serpent. They often like tie a morag and Loch Ness together or Nessie together because it's, it can look like that serpent, like that long head and stuff like that, or it can look like a woman, but apparently it's an omen of death. If you see this, it's an omen of death. And apparently when the person dies that it was trying to warn you about, it just cries and screams. Like a banshee? Yeah, well, just, yeah, mourning that person. Hmm. Yeah. 
And then the last one I want to share is called a Mester Store Worm. And supposedly... How do they spell worm? Like a worm? Typical worm. Typical, like the, how you spell worm? Yeah, W-O-R-M, oh. worm. I want it to just be spelled like... Something fancier? W-Y-R-M. No, it was just worm. So apparently a malevolent spirit created this vicious sea serpent. It's a lo- <laughs> I hate you. This vicious sea serpent and placed it in the cold waters of the Highland area. And the monster was absolutely disgusting to look at. It was like a lizard. It It was like some sort of prehistoric creature. And it would, yeah, it would crush boats like eggshells. And it was poisonous. Apparently it's breath if it was to breathe on you. And it's like, "Mm, was it poison or just stink? Like, (laughs) is it like... My dog's breath, or is it really going to kill you? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it feels like Oliver wants to kill you. Yeah. It also had a forked tongue that could, like, it could shoot it out and swipe and, like, grab things and just crush things. And whenever it appeared, it would, like, torment the villages. Like, it would come out of the water and just destroy people and things. It was awful. It was like Godzilla on steroids. Yeah, know. yeah. And apparently, in the ancient kingdom, someone decided they were going to be the hero and they slayed the beast it's like this king arthur story type thing yeah, you know the dragon. yeah so that's another like uh creature my brain just left me it just like has that ever happened to you uh, yeah every day do you know who i am that's true so according to pbs the origin of the loch ness monster now that we've talked about all the other monsters that we could have encountered the loch ness monster dates back to like the first century a.d and when the Romans invaded the Scottish Highland area, they were met by these like super fierce tattooed warriors called Picts, like picture almost. And it's called, it means painted people because they had all these tattoos and stuff. Cool. Yeah. I've never heard of this before. These tribes had large carved stones all around Loch Ness and apparently they're still standing today. You can see them when you visit. And they had these carvings of different animals. These people like really worshipped animals or they, they just, um, they thought they were really cool. There's all different kinds of animals. And all of the animals on these stones were recognizable except for one. And it's Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. It was a large, like, aquatic-type animal with a beak-like snout. It had flippers for feet and a long tail. And then scholars of the time, they said that the animal was something similar to, like, a swimming elephant. That's what it looked like. Yeah, the first depictions, like, like when you look up, like, the first artistry of a Loch Ness, it looks like... Like an elephant? Kind of, but like without the trunk. Mm-hmm. Or like a thick body. Yeah, super and thick, thick body. S- thick Weird flippers. Weird little tail flippers, but sometimes the face was distorted and like you would get more of like a serpentine face or like I saw one that looked like a boar. Ugh. But like I don't a know. A pig snout? Not really. It was just more like, you know you know how a, a boar looks with yeah. a tusk? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that, but without the tusk and had like its mouth was open with sharp teeth and like a serpent tongue. Mm. And that that looks more like the worm thing. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. So <clears throat> after they and when these people found these depictions of the creature and the people were like, hey, there are this creature lives here trying to describe it to the Romans that were there um, later on. I found this on like the National Catholic website. There was a a written account from the 7th century and it was a biography from St. Columba. And this was in like 1965 AD, something like that. And this is the story. So I'm going to give you the story. What did I say? 1965 AD. 565. I'm sorry. I was like. I'm sorry. Way after death. (laughs) Way. (laughs) 
565 AD. Okay. So while standing on the bank of the River Ness, which flows out of the Loch Ness, it's in southern Scotland, Columba was trying to find a way to cross to the other side. And while he was there, he sees a group of Picts or painted people, and they were trying to... It says that they were burying a friend, but it could be they were trying to, they were mourning someone. Like they weren't, I don't know if this person had been dead long or whatever. And apparently he had been attacked by an enormous water beast while swimming in the river. And then Columba, he got, um, he heard the story from these people and apparently he uh, used the power of God to bring him back to life. So he did. And the man stood up and the pig people were like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Wow. And then... There was a boat that the man had been using and it was floating out in the middle of the water and he commanded one of the other monks that was with him to go and get it. And he was like, hey, swim out there and get it. Yeah, well, this guy just came out of the water and it's brought him back to life. But you can go in there and get that boat, right? Yeah, that's pretty much what he did. He was like, go, get, go. I'd have been like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go. I can't swim. Uh Nobody could swim. Anyway, so the monster heard the guy splashing around, obviously. It surfaced and it raced towards the monk and it was going to bite him. Like you could see its teeth. The monster roared. It was moving really fast. Its jaws were open. Uh, the other monk was in the middle of the stream. He was, he couldn't do anything. Like he was about to just be eaten. And then Columba, apparently he stepped towards the water and he said, you'll go no f- further. He screamed at the creature. The creature was kind of like, taken back by this man screaming at him and then columba also said don't touch him like he keeps saying get away from or whatever and the monster just kind of stopped and he kind of looks and he swims away and then um he said a person who was there the other monk said that it seemed like the monster had been pulled back like by a rope yeah so obviously i mean this is I've never heard of this saint before, but this is his story, and it was his account. I feel blasphemous saying this, but I don't believe that fucking shit. I mean, I don't believe that he was... I mean, I like to think that this I like is, to believe that he's screaming at this thing. It, it scares stops, it. It and turns around like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, and maybe he sees the amount of people on the shoreline is like, nah, not for me. Yeah, just like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. If you did that to a crocodile or an alligator, they're going to be like, you're next have a seat yeah that's another thing i don't know i never anyway unless he was just trying to scare a homeboy in the water and like didn't actually want to eat him because he didn't eat the other guy that's true like get out of my water old greg style you know yeah maybe he wasn't trying to eat eat anybody because he's a fish eater right isn't Nessie supposedly a fish eater and this large thing maybe they were just it was a happened on accident or whatever yeah, he was probably like, get out of my water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get your stank-ass boat out of here. <laughs> you don't know how to make a craft. <laughs> Where are the depictions of me? <laughs> Bye. So Nessie's got an attitude, you would say. Obviously. Yeah. I don't feel like you get to live that long and I have like a little bit of attitude. I mean, you got to have something. Yeah, I got a little spunk. Little, little pizzazz. And then we jump to like pretty recently. and Not pretty recently, but recent. I mean, whatever. It's in 1933. I'm stumbling. So stumbling, stumbling. A local hotel hotel manager, Aldi Mackey, and her husband said they had a spotted. Oh my gosh! Spotted a large whale-like beast churning the water of the Loch Ness as they drove along the shore. An article about their like alleged encounter was in all of the newspapers, right? And 
the first to describe the creature as a monster. So it led to like international coverage. So everybody knew from this time, like 1933 is when everybody found out about Nessie. Tourists began to visit Loch Ness and they were really hoping to get to see this creature. So that's when it became like a tourist spot. And then that same summer, um, a vacationing person, uh, he was from London. His name was George Spicer. He reported seeing a six to eight foot long creature with a long neck cross the road while he was driving near the Loch Ness. And a quote from his saying is, I saw the nearest approach to a dragon or a prehistoric animal that I've ever seen in my life. Um, he says that it crossed the road about 50 yards ahead and appeared to be carrying a small lamb or animal of some kind. Could it be its infant? Could it be? Because, you know, crocodiles carry their young in their mouths. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. After they hatch, the mama crocodile will try to... O- just like... No. Like they... They're so ginger. It's crazy. They even help them open the eggs if they can't get out. And then they open their mouth and they like scoop them up. And they swim in their... They stay in their mouths. They have like a big pocket down here. Yeah. They carry all their babies in there. That's so cute. Yeah. I had... You didn't know that? No. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what... swam next to them. Mm-mm. And they'll sit on their heads and stuff like that. Yeah. Mama crocodiles are fierce. I mean, they're pretty I'm not really sure if alligators do that, but I know crocodiles do that. I'm assuming they do similar things. They're pretty, you know, they like the same. One has a fat nose. Um, it's true. They're not, I mean, one, they breathe or they can, they live in completely different waters. I know. I'm just saying they're pretty similar. I don't know. They probably, <laughs> I don't know. Back to Nessie. Okay. So I'm going to pick up with the earlier or a, a later, a later sighting, excuse me, <clears throat> in the early 1960s. So this homeboy named Turquil. Come on. MacLeod. MacLeod. I don't know. I don't know how to say your name for my, my friend, but uh, if you're still alive and listening, you should follow us. Um, <laughs> he, he, um, <laughs> He's 107. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he claimed to be a certified monster hunter. Excellent. So am I. I'm certified. No, I said something really bad. <laughs> Sorry. So he says that he spotted the animal like half submerged in the water, lying by Horseshoe Scree, a shingled patch of hillside. So he says that he he saw its head, neck, and front flippers were visible out of out of the water. So I guess he was like half beached, mm-hmm. and it turned its long neck from side to side, just like checking the scene. Yeah, it's probably just soaking in the sun. It was like, what a lovely day. <laughs> Little did he know it's about to get ruined by some dumbest. Yes. So, as in most land-based sightings uh, of the creature, eventually it slid back into the water and swam away. Mm. So, in 1962, the monster was spotted again. I don't know why they're calling it a monster. It's not I killing anybody. No, it. I don't know why we call it a monster either. It's a creature. Yeah, we're going to say creature. Yeah. Let's bring it back. So, the creature mm-hmm. was spotted by one of its favorite locations at the <laughs> Uquart Castle. Mm-hmm. So, a guy named Arthur Copet and a friend heard something eating on the beach below the castle. So, they looked down and it's the monster. Mm-hmm. And they described it was like gasping and munching. But when they drew closer uh, to the spot where it was eating, it like just went back to the safety of the water. Mm. So homeboy was just like really hungry. Yeah. It's just eating. It, it sounds like 
I don't know, any other creature of the water eating. There's or water any, involved. any animal eating. They don't have table manners, guys. No. Just, Mm-mm. you ever no. heard a pig eat? Makes me want to crawl inside a hole and die. Excellent. <laughs> Lovely. Just, that should be torture for people. <laughs> it's disgusting. Every time I feed Penelope, I'm like, Whoa. stop doing this. Uh, close your little mouth. <laughs> um. So in the 1960s is when we start really seeing like folks do expeditions to find the Loch Ness, Loch, Loch Ness we'll get, monster. We'll get it together. It's fine. So there were several expeditions to find Nessie in the 1960s. So I guess 1960s when like we decided we were going to use our brains instead mm-hmm. of just being like, this is real, believe it or don't believe it. We're going to go look for it now. Yeah, they wanted some proof. So the Loch Ness Phenomenon Investigation uh, bureau formed in 1961 and carried out several expeditions including night searches but eventually the group dissolved in 1977 oh they found no evidence man but i think it's because i don't think we get a, uh, enough credit to these creatures right i think they have some intelligence well i mean yeah if they're also adapted to their environment. They've got camouflage. They know. They can hear vibrations in the water. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think the Megalodon is still alive. But that's for a different day. That's a different time, Taylor. It's <laughs> a different time. It's still there. Okay, I believe you. I so don't. So in the summer of 1976, an American-led investigation occurs. <clears throat> of course, we got to get involved. We always in shit we don't even be in. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're looking for something over there? Can we come too? Yeah. Mine's bigger. I'm going to go over there and look. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing with it. Let me try. Um, It's literally the middle sibling. Yes. That's what we are. Mm-hmm. Um, But they go over there. This guy named Dr. Robert H. Hines of Boston led a month-long search for Loch Ness that used underwater cameras to take more than 100,000 pictures they used sonar systems to search the bottom of the lake for potential skeletons and carcasses. Did they find anything? No. I don't think anybody ever finds anything. Also, what kind of skeletons? Like human or for Just them? animals. We don't know what they look like. So how well, do you know what any, you're looking any for? Any type of skeletal structure that might match what the depictions are. I feel like the water would deteriorate it. No. I mean, you don't find fish bones. You do. They're just small. It's true. All that sediment in the bottom. That's a lot of fish. I mean, are they digging up the bottom? They would have to dig up the bottom. Well, if it's as large as they're saying, they're saying um, they're dying. The creatures die. That's life, right? They're if hoping they to find. People. They're hoping to find some sort of remains that I would. I know, but match. what if the fellow Loch Nesses eat their eat their people, bones and all? What if they eat things whole? You don't know. Maybe we don't so. know enough. Maybe so. Okay, I don't. You're right. But they gotta poop out something. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> so this event. Was sponsored by the Academy of Applied Science. This was like a Boston-based group of engineers and inventors. Um, yeah. I don't know why inventors and engineers care about um, Loch Ness. Maybe. I don't really know either. That's, That's probably why you didn't find anything. Because you're not a biologist. Maybe so. So, in 1987. Ooh. That wasn't that long ago. So, a sonar sweep uh, was a conducted of the Loch Ness. So, uh, I don't know if this is a man or a woman. Adrian Shine, a naturalist, led the operation uh, called Deep Scan, hmm. which was called the largest scientific expedition ever undertaken. 
on Loch Ness and involved at least like 20 boats conducting a sonar sweep, they did not find the Loch Ness Monster. Hmm. It seems like they did a thorough situation, though. I mean, they got a lot of people. They used a lot of equipment. It was the most up-to-date equipment they had at the time. Do you think maybe we don't find anything because it gets out of the water? Well, if we talk about the encounters that we just mentioned, a lot of them are seen, like a lot of those those things, they've seen them out of the water. You know, because like a platypus has webbed feet. It's true. And it gets out of the water. Mm-hmm. Well, crocodiles beach themselves to lay in the sun. Yeah. Like all of like, I'm just giving more like aquatically, like 90%. Could of be time. a mammal type situation. Yeah. Mm. I never thought about that. I never considered it. Like it's not just water dwelling. Yeah. But if it has such flippery feet, oh, I mean, seals, they come yeah. up and sleep on land sometimes. I mean, they sleep in the water too, but they do come on land. Or an otter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They live primarily in the water though. Yeah. I mean, this it could prob- primarily live in the water, but. They can come out is what yeah. you're saying. Maybe they're just like, this is, they're like, there's all of these people in the water. I need to get out. Yeah. Um. So to more recent things. This is what I was talking about, what was happening over this weekend. Um, a TV show with the Travel Channel called Monster Hunters has decided to start a new hunt for the Loch Ness Monster. So they are calling it The Quest. Excellent. Original. I'm going to watch it. Really? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I've watched Monster Hunters, and I'm not discrediting them, but it's kind of cutie. I'm cool with cheese. I mean, I like cheese. <laughs> not this cheese. <laughs> cheese ain't for me, dog. So, the hunt begins in Inverness, Scotland, where it's widely believed Old Nessie calls home in a freshwater lake. Called the Loch Ness. Called the Loch Ness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, the group is partnered with a research group called the Loch Ness Exploration. Uh, They studied, as you can guess, the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) And other unexplained phenomena that Stephanie talked about earlier in the episode. They still look for those things. Yeah. Um, Believe it or not, they actually find evidence of a lot of those things. But they try to write it off as just aquatic life you know i believe i have some belief in the loch ness like maybe it was around maybe there was a creature like this at some point in time maybe there is a creature because it has no magical powers you know what i mean it's strictly just an animal i thoroughly believe the loch ness monster is real you think that she's yeah. out there yeah sorry to interrupt keep going no you're fine i think it's real. yeah i think this is more plausible cryptid we've ever talked like the most plausible one we've ever talked yes about. I, I agree she's out there other than megalodon we haven't even talked about Megalodon. We're going to talk about it. My gosh. So, anyway. Any these... biologists out there, marine biologists, if you'll chime in and just explain to Taylor why the Megalodon is not alive. I'm not saying it's up where we're hanging out. We can't talk about it right now. Okay, we're moving on. So, these folks have drones with infrared cameras to seek out hot spots in the lake. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And they um, have a, this, a, a device called a hydrophone. Mm-hmm. Um, so this picks up like noise that they can like 60 feet under the lake or something like that. But they do state that we don't know what we're actually listening for. We're just trying to find any signs of noise that we've never documented as being something. Mm, that's right. I mean, they don't have anything to compare it to. So all so, the data they're collecting is just, they're trying to weed out what's normal aquatic life and what's yeah. not. So when I was reading this article, because obviously it's not out yet. Yeah. They have all this equipment, and it's, like, good new equipment. Mm-hmm. Not saying it wasn't good back in the day, but, you know. Yeah, it's up to date. It's the latest and greatest. Um, They're not trying to film anything under the water. Huh. 
And I think the reasoning is because if you like hear any descriptions of the lake, it is very murky. Yes. Yes. And they, well, not skeptics. So skeptics are like, well, the water, I mean, it's a lake. It's a freshwater lake. They're always murky, whatever. We still see other things. Mm Mm-hmm. But they use the murkiness as a reason as to why we've never found anything. Yeah. I saw... Because we can't see anything. Yeah, I saw a TikTok of this guy. He was uh, he was fishing on Loch Ness or whatever. And the top water is pretty clear. So he picks up a glass and he, he like shows you this yeah, is the top water. It's like five feet down. And then he reaches down and picks up some water or like, you know, gathers some. It's like night and day. Yeah. It is wild. So it makes sense. It's also super freaking cold, apparently. Yes. And hypothermia, like people who have fallen in there or attempted to swim or things like that like that risk is really high so i think i don't know they uh, i read this whole thing about what kind of water system it is like why the water is like that but mm-hmm. it's it just it's what it is yeah it was it's naturally occurring me. you know like it's, it's too in depth for me yeah it's not like going to carter's lake carter's lake is brown all the way down <laughs> that's weird. it's a man-made lake i know but like that's the only thing I got. Comp- it's because it's like the bottom of it is just that red mud. clay. Like that's it. Yeah, because I feel like Blue Ridge Lake is blue. Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Yeah, it's also man-made. So is it really? Mm-hmm. Do they have anything natural up here? No. Oh my God. Mm-mm. I think all of the lakes in Georgia are man-made. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm pretty sure, but I don't we know. know Lake Lanier is. Yeah, for real. Speaking of Lake Lanier. Some bad stuff has recently happened there. So I would avoid Lake Lanier at all costs and check out our episode. Yeah, check it out, y'all. Check it out. So um, this weekend, they were inviting tourists over to the lake of Loch Ness. And they were giving you equipment and stuff like that to help with the sighting so you could volunteer. They're like, hey, come out, help us, be a part of it. You can be on the show. You can do this. Really? We'll, just we'll invite- tell you. Yeah, we'll tell you what to look for. Mm. And they want you to document everything. So, like, any type of water disturbance, they want you to, to video, document where you are, like, what your experience is, stuff like that, which I thought was very cool that they're inviting, like, outside sources. And they were also telling you, like, they wanted skeptics to come. Mm, so they could prove them wrong i don't even oh. know if it was that or just to have like a different take based on our earlier conversation i did just look it up there are natural lakes in georgia there's 23 supposedly so sorry Thanks for clearing i misspoke so the lead dude of this whole situation apparently started like his interest in Loch Ness got sparked in 1996 hmm like He's been, he's, yeah, he's been at it a while. So he claims that he saw the mythical monster in the lake when he was like parked next to it. And he states he saw like a large black hump in the water. So obviously it's Nessie. Mm-hmm. He did say he believed it to be like 10 to 12 feet long in the water. And it dived down and resurfaced a few times during the encounter. That's cool. So it wasn't like a single like, oh, there we go. Yeah, she was there for a minute. Um, I feel like a lot of people's encounters are like that too. When they see them in the water, they see the large hump and they see like the head come out and then it dives down. My thing is to, you know, go back to my earlier statement. I think he, it's a mammal that's uh, getting air. Mm. Yeah. Like a whale or something. Yeah. Like a whale, like something like that or a porpoise. Is that what Mm -hmm. they are? Yeah. Don't porpoises do that? Mm -hmm. So this encounter gave him the idea to 
like obviously start his hunt and start his research and everything else but he also wanted to start like you know how we have like alien sighting listings on the government websites and stuff like that well he made a platform or like a web page of some sort to where you could put down your sightings (gasps) that's cool yeah so he started that so it wasn't just word of mouth or Mm -hmm. just like written history like back in the day so since then there's over a thousand sightings listed from mm-hmm. his on his stuff and he uses those in his research so he takes them very seriously so i think the cool thing so this man what's his name what did you say his name was is he the guy from monster hunters mm, i think so or is he working alongside this group i think called this is monster. the guy that started the loch ness exploration the monster hunter people are just you know it's like a they're working it's a tv show i don't want to say a cash grab because i don't i'm sure they're passionate about something but yeah but this man, he's like all in it. Like this I mean, is, he's he, in it. He really wants to prove he's in it to win it, dog. That Nessie's real. Yeah, I mean, he thoroughly believes, and he'll tell you that you know, you have a right to your own opinion if you don't believe in it, whatever. But he also it says like you know, even people that don't believe, you end up looking at the lake trying to find something. Yeah. So, and I think that's what's really cool about Loch Ness is that even like I believe, but you cannot believe. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna go the lake and you're gonna be like what if we see it yeah yeah everybody's enthralled by because this. it's more believable well it's just i mean historically it's, cool. it's come from like long long like generations of time they've been scared of this lake that something's been in this lake it's yeah. not like something that we just like popped in there i mean generations of people have shared it's these stories like about them ghosts or demons Mm-mm. like i think that's either you do or you don't right nobody gets to walk a fine line mm-hmm but I think with Loch Ness, because it's been around for so long, you can really, you can put some faith into something. Because I don't feel like we've been talking about it since, you know, 1956 A.D. Shut up. It's 565 <laughs> A.D. I'm dumb. <laughs> and it not have some sort of like, merit. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's just, it's just cool. I agree. I, I'm looking forward to this. So we'll have to do like a part two and like see maybe they'll come this up with something. This just makes me want to travel. Yeah, I want to go see the Loch Ness. I want to go. Yeah, I want to go to Lord Farquaad's castle. It's not Lord Farquaad. <laughs> Sorry, I can't say. Uh, these Scottish names are not for I mean, the we southern can barely, lispers. We can okay. barely pronounce English words. So if we butcher things, we are very sorry. And we would always, I mean, correct us, you know? Send a little voice memo thing. Yeah, <laughs> this is I how you love, say this correctly. Listen, I'm, I'm cool with it. I love to learn. Um, because I'm pretty sure you quart castle. That's not how you say it. No. 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 Or but we it. tried our best. I do try. Yeah. But I think we should also start a movement to stop calling the Loch Ness Monster a monster. I agree. Bitch ain't eating nobody. I agree. Loch Nessie is a creature, not a monster. Yes. And she's uh, actually considered a We need a, a t-shirt. Cryptid. Yeah, we need a t-shirt. Loch Ness is a creature, not a monster. Because cryptids are unexplained creatures. Truth. That can be of the supernatural. Mm, can be. Do- they don't have to be. Yeah. She's cryptid. Whatever. We're going to start making t-shirts. But we do. We appreciate all of our listeners. And I hope you enjoy the episode. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Bye. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram account, sisterhood underscore of underscore secrets. And our Facebook page, Sisterhood of Secrets. If you would like to share any of your spooky or unexplained encounters, email us at sisterhoodsecrets1 at gmail. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Bye for real.